Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Leanne Lumen. She is the owner and founder, co-founder of KC Restoration. And I want to send some congratulations to you, Luanne. Uh, I'm so excited to be really talking to you uh, for the first time since you won the 2525 Award, and we're so eager to celebrate with you in just a few weeks on February the 24th. So congratulations on that. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. We're really excited about it. Well, and, and well-deserved, I think, as our listeners will hear as you tell your story today. Um, you started KC Restoration really out of nothing. You and your husband were living in California, uh, civil servants. Uh, your husband was a police captain, and you were a school teacher. Tell us what made you decide to pack up, head to California, and voila, start a business. <laughs> well, it it came in stages. First, my uh, husband retired from his job, and at the time, our daughter was in fourth grade. And I was unhappy with the school system in California, and I, even though I was a teacher, I was homeschooling my daughter. And we were looking for a better place to raise her. And we did a lot of research. We visited a lot of places in the country, and we were just so impressed with, with the Kansas City area with the low crime and the great schools, given our backgrounds, that was really important to us. And we came out here, we moved out here um, not knowing one person. My dad had grown up out here, but he had left in high school, and um, we had never visited until 2006. And so we just loved the people out here, and we just started a brand new life. At the time, we didn't know we were going to start a business. We just wanted to give her a better Mm -hmm. education. Yeah, and and so you didn't know anybody, and thank you for picking Kansas City. We love it too. And so, uh, <laughs> uh, but really, you uh, you you just decided to come here. And when you did come, you said you had no idea you were going to start a business. When you did come, what did you think you were going to do? We really didn't know. My husband was retired, so we had some some income, so we weren't desperate to find another job. I didn't want to. I got my teaching credential, but I didn't want to start a life separate from him. And since he wasn't going to be in police work, we were trying to find a way where we could make an impact in the community, we can engage in the community, we can make a difference, we could um, help change people's lives that had been important to us in our previous careers and lives in a, in a new way. And um, actually, through a sermon at church, all of a sudden they talked about somebody changing paths, and now they owned a business, and they were able to employ people, and it was 2011 during the recession at the time and we thought that's mm-hmm. the way we could help people we could provide jobs and mm-hmm. so we both had that that same thought and at first we thought um soldiers coming back from war we could train them and give them a skilled trade and that was our original thought where it would go um but we just stepped out and then had to pick what business to start <laughs> yeah and how did you narrow that down did you draw on something in your background to start casey restoration or was that an entirely new uh, adventure too that was an entirely new adventure. We just we kept thinking of things. What can a teacher and a cop do? Like we could wash dogs, or you know what? What on earth could we do? And um, through a family friend, my my sister's brother-in-law owns a company in California, and he it's a much larger than ours, expansive. But he said he began metal refinishing, and he goes, I could train you how to do that. We're like, oh, good. It required that on-site work, so you don't have to buy a facility. Um, 
it's trained. We could we flew his people in at first, but when they weren't working for him, we would pay them to fly in and help us until we could hire our own staff. And mm-hmm. um, so it didn't require so a huge a joint, investment. So you had kind of an agreement with him where you could share uh, employees, so to speak. Well, yeah, he was just very supportive of us. So it was just yeah, for a uh-huh. short period of time. But yeah, it sure. was. Yeah, it was great. Then uh, my Bill had to go out and learn how to sell, and we didn't know one person here. We had never been in business. We had never <laughs> been in sales, and um, I people started calling us. Hallmark was one of our very first calls, and then we had an opportunity with um, the Nelson Atkins Museum of Art. So in the beginning, we thought, oh, we have a big, huge competitor. Maybe we'll do cooktops and refrigerator fronts. <laughs> you know, maybe mm-hmm. we'll do metal like that, little scratches and people's stainless steel appliances. But very early, we were given some really amazing opportunities by some great um, locations and businesses in Kansas City. It's just so welcoming here and open. It was incredible. Let's talk specifically about the services and the, the skills that your company brings to the table for these projects. Talk to us about what you offer exactly. Uh, we do metal refinishing, which could be new fabrication. Uh, we could give, we could make new things look old or old things look new. We can totally change the look at uh, the Marriott Mulebach. We changed mm-hmm. all their outdated bronze to rubbed oil bronze. So instead of being gold, it looks kind of black. We've mm-hmm. taken like brand new cooktop hoods and made them look really antique or copper or industrial. And we're one of the very few people in the country that do custom patina. Like you can pick your color and your texture. And we've gotten oh. calls from New York and Florida and California for our services. And Bill's been hired as a consultant. So we have um, just learned this, <laughs> and sure. so it's that the metal. Then we do wood. We can do custom stains. We can refinish it. We can so people don't have to replace their wood and their metal. We can make it look new. So we have a lot of maintenance contracts along the plaza, several places around Kansas City, even in Iowa, um, to help people keep their metal and their stone and their wood looking new. Mm-hmm. So done, do you work? Yeah. Do you work commercial or residential or both? Primarily commercial. Okay, um, and and so you are now, you've expanded out regionally. It sounds like you're on your way to uh, national work as well when you start talking about New York and <laughs> some of these places. Um, it, tell us about how you were able to learn so much so quickly. Did you tap in? I mean, you not only had to learn the skills of metal refinishing and then others in it, you you had to learn business skills too, and as you said, sales skills. Did you tap into any of the resources that Kansas City has become so famous for? Oh, absolutely. We've gotten so much. I took every class I could take, and I met with the Small Business Development Center at our community college, at Johnson County Community College. I've worked with mentors at SCORE. I've taken classes by the Kauffman Foundation. I've I go on Eventbrite and look at all the seminars mm-hmm. in every class, and so I read and I learn, and it's just I spend many hours just just learning because everything we're doing, we had to learn how to do. Yeah, and there are so many resources here in Kansas City, and a lot of times they are hidden gems, and so I'm so glad that somebody who came from out of town like you actually uh, found them and took advantage of them because they can give you such a leg up. It it always kind of pains me to see new businesses uh, working in isolation when there's such a community here that is willing to help. Uh, let's talk about the the company and the employees. You have some incentive programs because in addition to wanting to 
do good with the community, you also have some programs within your company, uh, some programs for their health and different things. Talk to us about some of those. And um, well, this is an exciting month for us because we just have our first employee who's earned his two thousand dollar bonus by quitting smoking for one year. Oh and, wow! And another one who has been a smoker for thirty years, he's having his one year next month, and so that's very exciting for us. Um, and and that's through a program that you instituted in the company, so that yes. you can positively impact your employees' lives. Yes. And we just kept playing with incentives until we found something that they were attracted to. And I'm like, I want them to be healthier because they work for us. I want them to have a, a life, a higher quality. I want them to be more financially secure. We have a 3% IRA match. We put money in an HSA that we encourage them to do things to help their health, to put more money into that. Um, and we give them money to give away just as a practice in that, to have experience with that and uh, hopefully make that a lifestyle choice. So, and that is, we have members 100% contribute to their retirement that hadn't before. Like I said, two um, just quit smoking, and we had two last year buy their first home. So uh, we're really excited that if we hadn't started this business, their lives wouldn't be where they are right now. Exactly. When you talk about culture within your uh, company, how would you best describe it? Well, we repeat over and over our core values and we talk about them all the time. So excellence is one where everybody in the company is in training all the time. We're not the only ones learning. <laughs> They're mm -hmm. always learning and growing, be the administrative and taking classes in different programs, learning new programs, getting certifications. We've sent our technicians out of state across the country to improve their skills. We've flown people in from other states to help train. We have uh, communication is very important to us, selflessness, which is the charitable giving. We work together to pack shoeboxes for Operation Christmas Child. We we work together always. Our customer comes before us. Our teammate comes before us. Um, integrity and honesty that we'll have our employees say and tell new employees that you'll never get in trouble for doing the wrong thing. You'll just get in trouble mm -hmm for lying about it, <laughs> and, <laughs> and community, how we find every way to contribute in the community, to develop a community within ourselves through team building, and we have all our meetings with meals, and then a community with our customers. They joined us in our toy drive this year for Children's Mercy, so it's oh, fun to have that kind of community and relationship with our customers that we work together for a goal to give to someone else in the community, and um so we every staff meeting, we're like, give an example of one of these values that you saw exemplified by someone in the room. And every, oh, so every newsletter staff meeting you do that. talks uh -huh. about it. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you showcase those and you highlight them, and they're always top of mind and encouraged. Yes. There, I have a newsletter, and the whole newsletter is based on those values. <laughs> in the area that you are in, that, that you work within, where it requires a skilled trade, uh, I know from some other articles that we've done and in talking with uh, others like you in the community that there's a real danger right now in terms of labor when it comes to the skilled trades. That there's such an emphasis, not that, not that there's anything wrong with college education, don't get me wrong there, but that the emphasis on the college education is just one factor in um, not so many people going into the skilled trades anymore. What are you seeing in that area? 
I absolutely agree. It, it breaks my heart that these people that are highly talented and very valuable and productive and needed members of our society are those positions aren't valued. And I've tried to work with high schools even to to bring up someone graduating, maybe not college material or want to go to college, and the high schools are so focused on college, they don't really direct people to us, that I can have mm-hmm. a training. They can make good money. They can have good benefits. And I've heard, I've commiserated with the Builders Association, how they see the same thing in the skilled trades. They're like, we're going to have all these doctors, but nobody to build a hospital. <laughs> and mm-hmm. all these professionals and no one to build their home. What are we going to do without plumbers and electricians? And just all the skilled trades are really decreasing. And I think that's because, like you said, us as a society are not valuing those positions. And I think that's a mistake. How do you find your workers if if it's so hard? What what are your strategies for finding the people that you need for these sounds like great jobs that you're getting? Yeah, it's really been hard actually. Um several of our employees were already experienced in the trade, mm-hmm. but younger people it's been very difficult to get a new generation to learn the trade who hadn't. Our latest hire came from Sweden. <laughs> oh, wow. And he was trained as a trade in Sweden because in high school they kind of put them on a career path. And he was already in the skilled trade path. Mm-hmm. So this was a very easy and welcome transition for him. And it was it, it was great for us. But it's been excruciating to try to find a young person to to rise up and give them those skills who's interested in gaining a skill. Yeah, it, it is a prevalent, prevalent problem, that's for sure. As you reflect back over the last several years, coming to Kansas City, knowing nobody, not really having a plan in mind for what you were going to do next, you're going to give yourself some time to think about that and consider the options, and then finally starting Casey Restoration and building it to where you are now, what would you say that you have learned most about yourself that has surprised you, maybe something you didn't know about yourself that came out through all this? I had no idea that I could be good at business, that I could learn it and make (laughs) sense of it and go to that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had taught third grade math, and that's the highest math I had taught. I'm mostly kindergarten, first grade teacher. And then I'm the CFO of the company, and I'm responsible for the profit and the budget and all of that. And um, I'm surprised that I have those skills that I'm doing it. My husband's been very surprised that he's a salesperson, that people Mm -hmm. really – appreciate him they like his relationship they like they like him as a person they trust him and that it's just so fun to learn it's really fun to learn and do something new and to just not have any limits (laughs) we'd always had just guaranteed you know we didn't really go much in our careers we did the same sort of thing and it's like we have no idea what the future holds or what the you know there's like no limits to what we could do and that's exhilarating for you i can hear it in your voice (laughs) yes (laughs) Yeah, and, and you managed to do this, as you said, as the, as the, as the country is coming out of, uh, you know, the largest recession since the Great Depression and in an area where uh, really the industry was down with construction and, and uh, uh, you know, the remodeling and all the places that you play. So uh, yeah. it's just great. So what does the future hold, do you think? I I do not know. I'm so excited that we – that we're able to be more engaged in the community, have have more substantial relationships. I'm excited about the partnership, like I said, about the Toy Drive with Children's Mercy. Like, how, mm-hmm. how much of that can we do? Can we do something every quarter, every month? How can we make a difference in this community? Who else can we give to? Who else's life can we change and in what way? And I think that's that's just so exciting that people don't think of business that way as a 
is a way to make a difference. I tell my daughter now wants to go into business, and I, I said, you can have a lot of passions and a lot of things you want to change in this world, and business is a great way to do it because <laughs> you yeah. interact with people, you change the lives of the people you work with, both your customers and your employees and your vendors, and then when you have a profit, you can choose where you want to make a difference with that, right. where you want to put it. And I just think a commerce, which I had never thought of before, is just a very exciting place to be. And yeah. I just want to continue to, to see what a difference we can make. No, it's, so, it's so true. Uh, it's just so true. Tell us where we can find you. If our listeners today would want to talk with you or if they want to learn more about your company, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, well, our website is caseyrestoration.com. We don't have many. Most of our work, like I said, is on site. And mm-hmm. occasionally people send metal fabricators. Things will, and elevator companies will send their doors into the shop and we'll work there. But you can look at our work, our before and afters on our website. There's a contact us now. There's the salesperson email there. But um, you can see the people who work here, their profiles, our our portfolio of pictures and learn a little bit more about us that way. Okay, so caseyrestoration.com, and if you want to come out and meet Luann in person, the public is welcome to come to the 25 Under 25 Awards where Casey Restoration is going to be honored on February the 24th down at the Marriott Mulebach where they've done some work, in fact. And so yeah. I'll have to ch- I go in there all the time. I'm going to have to check that out now. I never knew that you were involved in that. <laughs> the staircase is beautiful. Yeah, you'll see oh, uh, yeah. all that black metal used to be really shiny mirror finished bronze. <laughs> okay, I'll, ha- I'll have to take a look at that. But, uh, yeah, February the 24th, you can get your tickets at ithinkbigger.com. And thank you so much for uh, working with us today and, and taking your time to tell your story. Okay, thank you so much, Kelly. I've had a great time talking with you. And and if you'd like to learn... Yes, and if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at ithinkbigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.